Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And good day to you. This is Brad Zockel. You're listening to the Questions About Heaven podcast, and we're in the Revelation verse-by-verse edition, and we are now entering into Revelation chapter 15. I want to thank you, first of all, for all of your support and your care. I spent a very, very busy summer traveling around and getting to meet many of my dear friends who listen to the podcast, and uh, boy, the meetings have been wonderful. Uh, Just off the top of my head, uh, you know, I took the old Honda CRV. 2013 edition Honda CRV. It's bumped around. I had a bit of a wreck in a truck stop, uh, and then I'm being told right now the timing belt is in desperate need of repair. And so <laughs> we have really put the miles on it. 219,000 miles uh, on the uh, the poor old car right now, but boy, has it been worth it. I have been off the top of my head. I don't have any notes in front of me, but I can tell you with great joy the wonderful memories. Savannah, Georgia, specifically Pooler, Georgia, Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, Mercer, Pennsylvania, McKeesport, Pennsylvania, Butler, Pennsylvania, all in the Pittsburgh area there. And then over in Catoosa, Oklahoma, Dayton, Texas, wonderful time. Tremont, Mississippi, especially during Decoration uh, Day. That was a wonderful, wonderful uh, celebration and talking about heaven, and being able to meet some wonderful people there, and in Smithville, Mississippi, and then over, and in the back of a restaurant, having a Q&A, a solid Q&A time, with the dear people in Hamilton, Alabama, and I can't forget Atmore, Alabama, Cross Point Church, with uh, Pastor Guy, and then over into uh, Greer, South Carolina, into, oh, let me see, we go over to Walhalla, South Carolina, I know I'm going to miss somebody, uh, here and I apologize if I do. It's just as I'm trying to to mark my way around the area just during the different weekends and the weeks when I was able to speak up in Delaware, Maryland, Virginia, and now I'm going back up to Virginia in a couple of weeks here, going up to the Pound, Virginia area, and then working throughout the Appalachian region, introducing myself by uh, the host pastor Randy Reagan to uh, Appalachian uh, pastors in. West Virginia, in Kentucky, and then also in Virginia, and Easton, Maryland. Wonderful time with our dear Hispanic friends, the conglomeration of churches that made uh, a Heaven is Home conference. We're going to have our second one on October 21st and 22nd. So thank you so much for all of your care and your uh, just your support on that, and then uh, just even your giving. Uh, we are a 501c3. I, I do think you know that. Uh, we are a nonprofit, and every whenever you give, uh, you can go to our website, which is in our parent uh, organization, Zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N dot O-R-G, X-U-L-O-N dot O-R-G. Zulon, meaning tree, we're rooted and grounded in Christ. There's a donate page, and whether you send a check uh, by the snail mail or through there, you will receive a tax receipt. Big things happening right now. I'm so excited. But... Let's get into our study here. We're going into Revelation chapter 15. We are starting now into the uh, 15th chapter of Revelation. We've just seen the victorious narrative of God going, and the the, uh, judgment of God is equated to 
pulling in a wheat harvest or a grape harvest, trampling down the vineyard's uh, grapes into there. Just an incredible description here. And so now we move into Revelation chapter 15, and I'm going to read it first and then give you a background. Well, let me give you a bit of a, of a background as we get going here, because it's so important. Now, when we were in Revelation 12 through 14, that was kind of a parenthesis. And this was giving you the different series of judgments that God uh, is going to be bringing out to let you know uh, during this time the, the, what the Greek uh, word is flipsis. That's what the tribulation is known as, the great pressure. Now we're going to go r right now and move away from the parenthesis upon those series of judgments that were described there in those three chapters. Now we're going to go back to the judgments themselves. There are going to be one, uh, a, a series, there will be seven more, one set of seven more judgments. We saw seven seal judgments, we saw seven trumpet judgments, and we're about to move into what's called the bowl judgments. These will go against those on earth that are under the uh, subjugation of the Antichrist, or what, who is also known as the beast. Now, this is going to give us the introduction of this. So we're going to go, in Revelation 15, go into heaven and see what happens, which kick-starts this final series of judgments. The term is used, the seven bowls. They're kind of like a flat, a flattish, not, not like a deep bowl, but a flat, a, a flat type of vial. I, I'm trying to think of something that would describe it, but I can't really. But they're poured out suddenly. It's not that it's poured out slowly. They're going to be very sudden. These judgments will come very rapidly. They will come very, very, very rapidly. Not within months, not within years, not even within weeks. Some of these could be within days and even faster than that. We'll take a look at that. So, we see this. We're going to heaven, and we're going to see the setting up of the judgments, which will then start in Revelation chapter 16. So the seventh trumpet, seventh trumpet uh, started all of this in Revelation chapter 11. And then we see what is happening here. Another sign in heaven, another great sign in heaven. So let me read this, and then we will go into it. Then I saw another sign in heaven. John keeps seeing these signs. Uh, another sign in heaven. Great, and the ESV says amazing. I believe the King James Version says marvelous. It's a stunning sign. Seven angels with seven plagues. And there's a description. Which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is finished. And I saw, verse 2, what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. And also those who had conquered the beast and its image and the number of its name, standing beside the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and amazing are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Continuing the song in verse 4, Who will not fear O Lord, and glorify your name, for you alone are holy. 
all nations will come and worship you, and your righteous acts have been revealed. And after this I looked at the sanctuary of the tent of the witness in heaven was open. And out of the sanctuary came the seven angels with the seven plagues, clothed in pure bright linen, with golden sashes around their chests. And one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. The eternal God is being described here. Final verse, verse 8. And the sanctuary was filled with a smoke from the glory of God and from his power. No one could enter the sanctuary until the seven plagues of the seven angels were finished. Now, this is a very short um, chapter, but there's great depth in it when you see this. Eight verses talking about the setting scene of heaven preparing for the judgment, which will be initiated in uh, the uh, 16th uh, chapter. So let's take a look right now and let's go into this a little bit and kind of uh, uh, touch our toes into the truth of this and get an idea as we get into depth here. All right. So when we saw this battle of Armageddon prior, we saw the rebellion of Revelation chapter 13 look like things were hopeless for any believer and then we see the victory of the Lord, the complete victory of the Lord in Revelation chapter 14 and, and there. And we see the battle of Armageddon. Remember, Har is the Hebrew word for hill and Megiddo is the name of that hill. It has been uh, condensed to Armageddon. That's the term now. Now what God is going to show now is his judgment. And you're going to see this. This is going to repeat it. And let us know, this is not so much, oh, look at that, you know, what's going on here, and look at all the carnage, and the great interest is in the battle scenes and the clashing of swords, so to speak, and things. No, this is to emphasize in Revelation 15, who is the one in charge? It's like as I'm talking with you, when we talk about questions about heaven, and we're talking about heaven, so many people, the, the high majority of people that will send me questions uh, through email or through comments will ask uh, things about uh, their housing in heaven, their condition in heaven, their age in heaven, their pets in heaven, all of these different things. But very few say, can you tell me more about the God of heaven? And so we're drawn away in our limited thinking uh, to what will I get out of this and such. But now you'll see this. In Revelation chapter 15, the aim is not, oh, look at the violence. No, it's look at the victor. This is a song toward the holiness of the Lord, the great and grand holiness of the Lord here. And so when we take a look at this, we're seeing this. I'll give you an overview and we'll go into more detail here. I saw this sign. It's a marvelous sign. It's talking about one. When it says marvel, this term in the Greek means to almost stunning. Almost just more than you can grasp, all right? So now he's, uh, this is like putting a magnifying glass on God's judgment here when you're looking at this passage. Seven angels, seven is the number of completeness, having the seven last plagues. And then when you take a look at this, you're seeing God's judgment is not to be laughed at or ignored. God will talk about this. When we see this, we see that the key word thumos Wrath is being used, all right? And when we see this word, this is talking about 
one that is almost an explosive, a dynamite type of, of uh, anger. Thumos uh, talks about the heat, uh, the passion, very, very uh, strong anger. And when you take a look at this, you will see that 10 times in this book, you will see Thumos coming up again and again and again. And this is to say, when we see seven angels, seven bowls, seven is the number of completeness, that is what's happening here. You're seeing God's completeness here. Now, I want to bring one more thing uh, that's very, very important as we look at this uh, introduction here. Verse 2 says, and I saw something like a sea of glass. Now, he says something like, okay, yeah, it's like, like and as are repeated words all through the book of Revelation. I've told you this many times because John is describing in the best that he knows how in the culture that he's in. So he sees something like a sea of glass, and that's the best that we can say. It's mingled with fire. So it's a sea of glass, but it's on fire. And those who have the victory of the beast over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name standing on this sea of glass that's mingled with fire having harps of God. Now, this is where we usually have people making cartoons of everybody in heaven having harps and such, but there is a reference to harps here, wondrous uh, in, in the music here. Well, let's just go on one thing here before we move uh, to the end of our podcast here so you can grasp a, a truth here. This sea of glass, anytime we see fire in the Bible, it means holy judgment. Always remember the two words together, fire, holy judgment. So when we see this, the glass is clear, transparent, there's no imperfection. Well, that could mean the perfectness of God, the holiness of God. We talk about this in Psalm 45, Psalm 60, Habakkuk 2. God is, who is like you? Lord, you alone are holy. Uh, God speaks in his holiness. God sits upon the throne of his holiness. We see this in these passages such as Psalm 60. This is the great attribute of God. He is a God of love, but it's a holy love. He is a God of strength. It's a holy strength. This is bound to all of his other attributes here. And when we take a look at this, we remember back into Exodus when we saw that there was hail mingled with fire. That is giving us this idea. This is a holy Lord God. May we never forget this. We're looking at the grand, strong truth of the Lord. And I wonder, have you really thought about God in all of these judgments? We tend to say, well, here are the events. Tell us of what's going on in this horizontal plane. No, what I find is the more I see the results of God, it's just like what C.S. Lewis said. I can't look directly into the sun, he says, but I see its reflection, I feel its warmth, and I know it's there. In the same way, when we see the warrings and we see all of these judgments, we see the angels and the bowls, these are a reflection of God himself. The invisible God, Romans chapter 1, we see by his divine nature, we have no excuse in knowing that there is a sovereign God over us. He's the protector of his children, he's the defender, and he is the attacker of the rebellious. We'll talk some more about this. This is a very, very powerful introduction here and a wonderful eight-verse chapter Revelation chapter 15. Take a look at it and we can rejoice in this wondrous God who is bringing about justice. This is Brad. Thank you so much for following me here as we're moving on into the book of Revelation chapter 15. 
Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.